0: Hey everybody, it's Dave here and Darren over there. We are your two old bloggers. Been commenting publicly on the Minnesota Vikings for over two decades apiece. We're going to do it again today. This time, we're going to look at the philosophy, getting deep here, of trading up, trading down, staying put, or what quayce might do at the end of this month for the 2023 NFL draft we have two themes today first one discusses just that the trade which way to go second one that we've already made a pick this season you wonder who you will have to wait and find out next on Two Old Bloggers. Vikings First in Skull presents This Week in Vikings Land with Darren and Dave, your two old bloggers. Hey everybody, it's Dave here once again, and Darren over there from the Great White North. How are things in your part of the world, Darren? Just
1: peachy, Dave, starting to warm up here. All kinds of melting of snow and lots of puddles, and you get to see all the garbage that people don't put in their garbage cans and just kind
0: of throw out in the streets this time of the year. It's lovely. (laughs) Don't understand that, especially when you live near places that have critters that like to scavenge said garbage. Yeah,
1: well... The foxes love it around
0: here. Oh, I bet the big white fuzzy ones do too. Um, (laughs) Anyways, we're here this week. It is April 8th. We are less than three weeks away from the NFL draft. The Minnesota Vikings have five picks. As of right now, just five. Question is, what is Kwesi going to do about it? Now, when we all take step back 5-10 years from now and evaluate whether Quazio Adolfo Mensa was a good GM or a bad GM or a great GM we're going to ask ourselves a few questions you know and the first ones we're going to look at we're going to come up with is did he find that QB that quarterback right We know that that seems to be a key to getting to the Super Bowl for 98% of the teams. Did he find that quarterback? Second, did he stay ahead of the needs, curve? Every team this time of year has some sort of need. But is the team coming into the draft with, hey, We're building for the future, so we're looking at guys that we're going to need two and three years out? Or are they looking for guys that, hey, we need to fill these holes right now or we can't compete at all? Is he ahead on that? There are a few select teams in the league that are ahead on on that needs curve. And things come up. Players get hurt, you know, uh, knee blown up. They may get in a car accident shot in the leg at a nightclub, something like that, huh, yeah. that um, happen. So you have to have needs, but was he ahead of the needs curve across his career, right? It's just starting, so we don't know, but that's a good point of reference. Are the Vikings ahead of the needs curve right now? Oh, that's argument argumentatively uh, flat out, no way. They need a lot of stuff, and we're going to get into that. But this is, if you want to take the constraints on Kwesi last year, right, of the Wilts saying, nope, we're going to run it all back to see if it's the coaches or if it's the players. And they did that, and they did well. Hey, winning 13 games was amazing with a rookie head coach. But with that sort of squad, are they going to take advances this season? And we've got to find out. And I just gave you two criteria that I think needs to be to make a great GM. Can he find that quarterback? And can he stay ahead of the needs curve? And if he stays ahead of the needs curve, those generally turn into wins and championships. And we all want those championships. So, let's start off with the first theme to see how this year he starts to get ahead. So that in five or ten years, we could say Kwesi was a great GM. Theme one, or the... First off, let's start off with the title. You see Quazy on there. I wanted to focus on him because, hey, GM's in charge of the trade, so we'll look there. And uh, but we talked about Minnesota Vikings, and do we believe the 2023 pick options, what do we think they're going to do, and why trading down may be the best option will explain why. You titled this one, trade up, trade down, or stay put. I did,
1: Dave, because um, I guess it, when, of course, like you said, three weeks from the draft, uh, we've been talking, that's going to be the focus for all Viking fans right now and all football fans really with uh, free agency into the, the first wave being over, and a lot of teams locking up the key, a, a lot of major guys in free agency. But uh, but yeah, so you're going to focus on the draft, and that's what we're going to do here on Two All Bloggers here over the next three weeks. Really focus on that, and and I think. But uh, one of the topics that I wanted to get at right away was um, the Vikings right now at Kwesi Dovementa. You're at you're at number twenty three. That's what the Vikings have. But of course, there's lots of discussion right now about what's the best route for the Vikings to go? Should they stay put at 23 is trading up an option. You've been hearing some rumblings about the Vikings might be doing that or is trading down the best way to go. And I I think, uh, uh, I think there's actually four options going into the draft, but, one of those options is you trade some of your draft picks for like an established stud like the Vikings did in two thousand and eight to get Jared Allen. They gave up a first and a mm-hmm. third in two thousand and eight to do that because they had a big need at defensive end but i you know if the vikings i don't think that that's an option that we're going to take um uh, you would have, i think the Vikings would have already done that now and and really what's what's the position they'd most likely <laughs> You know, there's a lot of positions they could go at right now uh, that you, you'd look to address. So I don't think like that the trading for an established player and giving up draft picks is what is one of our options that's on the table right now. But the so the three that but the three that I do think are: do you stay at 23? Do you trade up, as I said, and get up to earlier in the draft, uh, or do you you trade down and try to accumulate draft picks? And I think the 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 best option for a team really is dependent on What's the current state of that franchise? Mm -hmm. Um, When you look at trading up into the draft, higher into the draft than if the Vikings were to to do that, uh, teams that do that, typically, I think, uh, you know, they, that gives them, in theory, it gives them a better chance to get an impact player, like a high level generation talent, because you're getting up and, you know, inside the top 10, possibly, um, That's you know or the top five, or like the Panthers did, you get your number one pick overall. But um, that I think that really works f- well for a team if there's three things in place with that team. One is you've got um, a lot of you, you know you've, you've got a lot of draft picks right now, and so if you trade a bunch of them to move up in the draft, uh, it's not going to really uh, destroy
0: your draft capital this year or next year. Um, now, to clarify, we're talking about teams that have this that are yes. in a position to trade up.
1: Yeah. So that's one thing that if you that makes this a good option for a team. You got a lot of draft picks. Uh, you can you can afford to dra- draft some of them. And um, again, it's not going to submarine your draft your ability to add younger, cheaper talent and uh, in, in uh, in the draft, I think the second thing is that if if your team that's already got a very deep, strong roster, so that again, uh, you've got good depth, you've got good good starters. You're ahead again, of that curve. Yep, you're ahead of that curve, and you've got the ability to, uh, if you give up a couple of draft picks this year and next year, and maybe an established player, uh, that's that's not going to. Um, you, you've got people, you've got people ready to go. Uh, to either step in for starters or supplement the starters if they get injured. And, uh, you know, again, losing those those draft picks isn't going to really hamper your roster building process and the ability to add cheap young talent that a lot of teams need because you've already got a lot of that in place because you have a strong roster. Uh, the, the, and that's to, where we want to
0: eventually be.
1: Th- that's where we want to eventually be. And I think, you know, the, the, the other thing is that uh, you've got – I think if a team wants to look to trade up, I think they've tenderly they've got the strong roster, they've got the, the you know, the, the ample draft capital to do it. And then the other thing is that they have maybe one position where they really, really have a big need. And if they fill that position with an impact player, uh, that can really improve their chances of being a Super Bowl contender, playoff contender. Uh this one example would have been the Bills in in when they made the Stefan Dig trade. Now they mm-hmm. didn't move they didn't move up in the draft, but they they sac- they had a big need at wide receiver. They had a great very good defense, great quarterback, a lots of strength all over the roster, but they really didn't have like that impact wide receiver. So they traded draft picks, a lot of them, to to get one. Now they didn't go move up in the draft, but sometimes that's the option that you that you take. Well you, think, talk you about- think you can get you think you can get that C.J. Stroud or that Will Anderson, that you know top five guy, and you're willing to give up draft picks because you've got a big need at edge or a quarterback. And if you get that kid, that can really set you up this year and in future years to really be a Super Bowl
0: contender. And when you opened up the show talking about how we did that for Jared Allen, right? The Bills did it with Digsy. We did it with Jared Allen thinking that was the next step. And, uh, of course it turned out not to be because any of our trades that we've made up, you know, even though they brought us good players have never taken us to that next step yet, but we're nope. working on it.
1: So we are working on it. Uh, so, so those are, I think are the three, the three things that, uh, make trading up for a team in the draft, uh, the right thing to do. Uh, now I've been I don't think the Vikings are there that yet you've already got into that uh basically because they don't have a lot of draft picks to give away right now. They don't really have a strong, uh deep roster. They got a, a top heavy roster, that's some good players at the starting level, but not a deep roster that you can you can afford to I think that they can afford to uh give away some draft picks now and not get those younger, cheaper guys that could come in and replace some of the aging veterans in the next year or two. And The other thing is, is that I don't think that there's one particular position right now that the Vikings have where if they added a guy that has uh, like, like, like a a key, uh, if they added up a rookie who really makes a Micah Parsons kind of impact, I don't think that's going to significantly make us a a real, uh, make us significantly better that we, that we become a serious Super Bowl contender and are really a threat to beat the Chiefs or the 49ers or one of those top teams right now, unfortunately. So I don't think that for the Vikings right now trading up. I don't think I don't like that idea. I don't think it's a good time for them to do that. You've been hearing things about how oh the draft some of the draft prognosticators talking about how oh they got to make a move at quarterback and Will Levis is falling and the Vikings are going to trade up to get him. Well, again I I don't think we've got the draft capital right now to do that. I don't think we've got the roster that that's a good idea to do so and also. When you look at quarterbacks, Levis would be right now would be the fourth fourth best quarterback in this draft, outside of Stroud, Young, and Anthony Richardson, and he's got a lot of questions about him. And if you look at quarterbacks every year, you know out of the top eight or nine guys, maybe one hits typically. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Uh, it's it's literally a crapshoot. And in the first round, I think the numbers are forty seven percent become adequate. Quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's just, he's starter capable. It doesn't mean he's good. It just means he's starter capable in the NFL. And that's less than 50%. The rest are busts. The, when you come to extremely good top cream of the crop to take you to Super Bowls, that percentage goes way down almost to nothing. So you'd put, uh, I wanted to get into. You've talked about would moving up to take an all-pro player make a difference with this current roster?
1: Well, I just think that, uh, like when I look at per- the defense in particular, Dave, um, like would one player who had, like I said, a Mike Parson's influence on the defense with his, would that really? allow us if we traded up a bunch of picks and got that player, would that make us a Super Bowl contender next year and and beyond? I'm not really convinced about that just because there's so many Areas on the defense where the Vikings need help. They need help at inside linebacker. They need help at corner. Eventually, they're going to need help at safety, even ed- even edge rusher, depending on what they do there in the interior on the defensive line. So, I think you need. And we multiple- can talk about
0: interior on offensive line too, if we wanted.
1: Yeah, yes. I, I think you know defense to get them from uh, the 31st ranked unit in the league last year to something in in like a 15 to top 10 unit. You've had you'd have to get four or five. Uh, add four or five impact players to what we have now, and and I think a lot of that could. Some of that's got to come from the draft. Um, one guy is not going to. It'd be a good start, but that's not going to solve everything for you. Uh, which is why I don't like the idea of trading a bunch of. Like I just don't think that that would get us
0: over the hump, uh, even now, close. This is where I wanted to dis- disagree with you. I agree with you on every position except for one. Kicker. (laughs) No, just kidding. No. Um, Quarterback. If the Vikings wish to go for a quarterback, I put these two guys up. They played in the Super Bowl last year. You talk about all pro players. I went back and looked at the all pro list for the last 20 years. Now, last year, Pat Mahomes was AP number one QB. AP team number two All-Pro was Jalen Hurts, right? They met in the Super Bowl. Now, that doesn't happen every single season where number one meets number two. It doesn't. But when you look at it and you look at all the AP number one quarterbacks over the last 20 years, I think all of them, except for one, have a Super Bowl ring. And the one that doesn't is Josh Allen. And we fully expect him to get one eventually because he's that good. But you had the likes of Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, um, just tons of them that all had Super Bowl wins. If you can find that guy, I think that makes it worth it in the long run. If, if say, This is just a fictitious dream of mine. Um, We suddenly get the draft capital via trade of Dalvin Cook, Daniil Hunter, Zedaria Smith, whomever, right? And we move up to the number three slot and take Anthony Richardson, and Anthony Richardson turns out to be that guy. And it may cost us a first next year, a first the year after, or whatever it is. Right, plus say Daniil Hunter. If we turn around and look at it, if AR fifteen led us to the Super Bowl, you know, within the next five years, we'd be like, oh, that was worth it. Oh yes. Um, but that's the only that's the only exception to your rule that I see for trading up significantly. Right. If we trade up one spot, uh, that's he neither here nor there, right? They're going after whatever guy they want, right? Um, But if they trade up significantly, trade up into the top 10 or whatever it is to get that quarterback, or said quarterback, be it Will Levis or Hooker, people were talking about Hendon Hooker all week, um, you better make sure that's right, and you, you better hope for, and you're going to take the shot. So, it's going to cost you, but if you hit, it's golden. So, that's like I said, that's the only exception that I would call out, and I think you're 100% right, that trading up for the Vikings this season, unless they go for that QB, is pretty much out of the question.
1: And I, I, and for this year, for me, trading up to get that guy doesn't really appeal to me either because uh, of uh, the reasons why I'm not really convinced that any of these four are going to be the guy. Or that like, guy, like right. a Richardson, you know, insanely talented, insanely athletic, but lots of concerns from him about his play on the field and his accuracy. Well, Aaron, and all those just asked that it. And and I know that and I know that you love him, but I, I think you know if there was a Peyton Manning, uh, well, one thing no no team would be trading out of the, the opportunity to pick him anyway. Right. <laughs> so, so so that's the thing. So yeah, sometimes you got to take your shot. I don't think this would be the year to take your shot. Um, staying put, the uh, you know one of the one of the three other options. I think that's a kind of a boring, safe thing for the Vikings to do. Um, not that it'd be the wrong thing. Uh, the Vikings have picked t- t- at the 23 spot three times in the past 20 years and the the results have been mixed they picked Darius in 2019 in 2021 at 23 that's looking pretty good uh they picked Laquan Treadrill in 2016 at 20 uh at at 23 that was did not work out very well uh for the Vikings we all know that and then in um and then they also got Cherie sure. Floyd in at 23 in 2013 and, and Floyd was a pretty good player but just injuries uh, ruined his career. Injuries and a botched surgery. Yep. Botched surgery. So th- that's who we've gotten in the past 20 years at 2023. And I, I think, you know, if you look at the past 20 years, and that's that's just a sample of 20 years, I kind of cut it off at two decades because it gives right. you a good idea of, of how, you know, you've got a good sample of players that got picked at 23. But if you look at the, the guys who've been picked there, um, there's some good players there like Brian Balaga, uh, Dwayne Bowe, um, Riley Reef. Uh, guys uh willis McGahee, that there, there's some good solid players there but there's you don't see any generational uh talent uh guys that have been picked at 23 for whatever reason in the past 20 20 years uh so you get a
0: i don't know if I put sure. riley, riley
1: reef was okay but nothing yeah. spectacular yeah. Nothing spectacular, but he's been a starting left tackle in the league, every every starting right left tackle for quite a while. Uh, you could do a lot worse. I, I think he's a good, solid player, but he's not uh, going to be confused with Joe Thomas or Jonathan right. Ogden or any, any, anybody like that. That's kind of who you'd want to get at 23 if you could get him. But there just hasn't been that. You're just as likely to get a Laquan, a Laquan Treadwell in the past 20 years. Teens have been mm-hmm. just as likely to get that than they are to get D Ford, who's also been selected at 20. Twenty twenty three, and I think so. You know, staying put for the Vikings now. Hey, if a guy drops, if the guy there that they really like, I think they would pick that guy at twenty three if they really like him. If they really think he can be a Justin Jefferson kind of kind of dude for them. But uh, say
0: if Witherspoon for some ungodly reason cornerback fell at twenty three, you rush up to the podium and you take him. Yeah,
1: you do, Um, but. With the way the Vikings are right now, if you do that, uh, it, it doesn't – quasi Dofomagos is, is still probably going to trade in the third round and the fourth round, and he'll move around. But right. it, it might make it a little bit more difficult for us to get that second-round pick that we all seem to like. And, and we've got that 63 – pick gap between when we pick at 23 and when we pick again in the third round, there's a lot of good players that could go in that range mm-hmm. that could help the Vikings that just, just even if it's one guy and what, again, with our roster being what it is uh, I don't like staying at 23 is you uh, I mean, I could live with it, especially if we get a guy like Witherspoon, like you say, somebody who drops mm-hmm. somebody who just has great value at that position, but it's, it's a safe way to go, but I don't know if, I don't think it's, the most preferred option for me way to go. The preferred option for me would be trading down. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think for teams that uh, that works out best for them if they're kind of the opposite of the first option, (laughs) you know, they've got Mm -hmm. a roster that they they don't have a lot of draft picks. So they can't, uh, they don't have a lot of draft picks this year to really build that roster, um, that roster building process that you like. Uh, They don't have a really deep, Roster, uh, so trading trading back to add more draft capital would would help you, and also uh, the trading down helps because you need multiple players to to really get your roster at the level to be contending for a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and uh, as opposed to getting that one impact guy who might make that to you. So, I think that for the Vikings, particularly when they're up it up it with uh, up against it on the salary cap too, where they they need to be. Uh, getting these younger, cheaper guys to to you know fill out the you know get the 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 fifty three man roster and be able to afford that. Um, I think trading down makes a lot of sense for them this year. Uh, you, you hopefully you could get that second rounder back um, and maybe a little bit more. Uh, and if you don't have to move back too far, you don't really the players that you're picking at 23 or the players you're picking at 31 or 32 or a little bit later, there isn't a whole, you know, a huge amount of difference, a huge gap in that talent. Um, and you could get good value there. I think, I think that that would, where the Vikings are right now with their roster, with the amount of draft capital they have, I think trading down is the best option for them in this draft. Um, now come April 27th, uh, other teams are going to. Other teams know th- what the Vikings' draft situation is, how many draft picks they've mm-hmm. got. Uh, that might hurt Adolfo Dofermencia's leverage in in striking the right deal. That that could get him extra draft capital and and the right value. But all you need is one team to really like a player at at where the Vikings are picking right now at twenty three. And it seems like every year there is that team. Uh, and uh, I'm certainly, if there's the right deal comes up with what we've seen from Kweisi dovamensa last year, I think that uh, well, he will be,
0: it. he'll mm-hmm. do it. Now I've got a question and I, I think I know the answer. Since this year round one only has 31 picks, right? And if we trade back and stay within round one, we still get the fifth year option. I wonder if whoever's picking at thirty-two is going to argue with the league, saying that should be a round one pick and should keep the third that uh, fifth-year option, or if the league's just going to say, eh, "Nope, only thirty-one. You're thirty-two. You're out of luck. That's the first pick of the second round." Um.
1: Well, that would, that would be if they did that, they'd be setting a precedent, wouldn't they? That I they think might, so. They might not want to want to do and the and the owners might not want to be setting that
0: precedent either well it's 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 all in how it's written whether it's you know the first round gets the top five or if it's the first 32 picks get it and i don't know exactly how it's written but it it's interesting to see since there's only 31 so i think trading down as well is the best option we're limited on picks we got five right as of right now, we have five. We know Quazy loves to wheel and deal. He traded every single spot last year. He did not stick in any of the assigned spots. He moved up and down last year, both, um, but he trades, which is cool. I mean, that that comes from the Wall Street side of him. You expect him to win on the margins and he's looking to make advantages trading up and trading down and he's not def- afraid to trade within the division. We saw that last season too. It's um so I am curious as to what he does this w- draft and, and in 3 weeks we'll know. It'll be day Saturday, it'll be day 3. Uh we'll be watching uh, the final portion of that. live and it it's going to be interesting to see how many picks he accumulates how many how many do you think he's going to get we have we're starting at 5 how many do you think he wants minimum not including trades we'll get into trades here momentarily but not including trades starting at that 5 how much does he want to make that 5 into
1: I think he'd be looking to turn five into seven or eight um, mm-hmm. now, and the, the the most likely way to do that, uh, of course, is you know, when you get to the the fifth round and the sixth round, you start jockeying around, and you, you get a couple of six for trading mm-hmm. out of the fifth, or and then and then you know and then use one of those six to get a couple of sevens, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think in the back half is where a lot of the movement. It, it, it's a you, you get you can accumulate some of those seven or eight picks, and uh, those extra two or three picks. That's that I think that's I think he'd like to be in the seven and eight space. Uh, but and I think that it's a lot easier to do that uh, later in the rounds too. Again, mm-hmm. uh, because you can. There's all kinds of horse trading that goes on there uh, with all the teams. At that point, they're a little bit uh, more reluctant to start trading them. Those first rounders and second rounders, uh, not uh,
0: understandably, right? And it, it's it's that it's that you know slide of quality that we've shown numerous times, and I need to bring that graph back up so we can have it ready for the next shows. Um, and the slide is different for whatever position it is. Um, you know, quarterback may start up way up here. You have a forty seven percent chance of hitting it, and then it goes right yeah. and then it's down to less than 10% by the time you hit the 7th round every position has those somebody had mentioned and i want to thank everybody that's joined us today first off you guys have absolutely rocked in the remarks but they mentioned it depends on the target of the position and what depth range there you know those players are available right we know that say cornerbacks there are a top handful that are really good witherspoon um there's some other ones we throw banks into that you know certain defenders that are really good and then there's a big chunk that are the second tier that can be can be good not quite sure they may have deficiencies but that width of that second tier group is pretty wide right so you're, you've got a large selection of that second tier group. So if you're falling into that position where you're in the second tier, you can move around in that big group and still come up with about an equal quality of player, right? Some positions, that second group may be tiny, one or two players, right? Some may not have any at all. And then you go down to the third tier, which are your crapshoots. These guys are special teamers, you know, day three types, and that may be big. You want to play where the depth of the position is available if you're targeting certain positions, and we all know the teams are targeting certain positions because we have needs. We've sat the last however many weeks identifying the needs on the offense and defense that this team has. So they're going to be looking at that, and it's going to play in, Quazy's going to take that, He's going to run his algorithm or whatever he's doing with his analytics. And he's going on my best spot. You know, if I, do this, if I do A is to take player B here, right, if, if that's what they're going for. And it's going to be interesting to see how he works this year's draft. I want to hit up Drew. I think Drew's right. I asked how many players does he want to turn those five picks into minimum? Drew said eight. I think eight is that number. I think that's the key number we will find out. Um, Aaron just said tight end is strong, but we're good there. Uh, Also, dice roll. Yes. The draft is a dice roll in many, many aspects of it. And the further you get down, the more of a draft uh, of a dice roll it is. And, you know, just because we're in day three and have 100 picks, like, Rick Spielman liked doesn't mean they're any good, right? So you <laughs> want to get good players and not go, you know, hey, I drafted 15 players, you know, this draft. We cut all but four. Well, you <laughs> wasted your positions in the draft by doing that. So <sighs> to me, you wasted it. Now, if you're just wanting to fill the 90 man roster, <sighs> That's an expensive way to do it, and I think you miss out on opportunities doing it that way. You can always fill it out with UDFAs. So, it's going to be interesting. Davey calls it billyball philosophy, scares me. Davey, give it a chance. I think, I think we may actually like it in the long run. Yeah and I
1: uh, apologize cuz uh, once again screen's pretty fuzzy I can't really make out the comments um and I didn't, I think there was a couple that were kind of addressed to me earlier on but uh, I and I I would have mentioned them but uh, I couldn't see them <laughs> also my eyesight's getting worse the older I get so <laughs> uh, oh. but uh but yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm all on the right now. It seems it seems the last three or four drafts, I've been all trade down, trade down, trade down. Uh, I, I seem to like that. I I don't know whether it's just I'm a I'm a hoarder and I want to get as many draft <laughs> draft picks draft picks as possible. But particularly this year, I think uh, you know trading down seems like the the sensible best option for do Dovemenza and the Vikings, considering where the roster is uh, and uh, and what we need to build up that roster both now and and in future years. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't like only having five picks. That's for sure.
0: Right. It's, it's, it's way too few. I, I sort of dread night one that we could sit there Mm -hmm. and get down to 23 and he trades out of 23 and night one is nothing but watching everybody else pick and drinking our favorite beverage of choice. And that's that. We'll see you tomorrow for day two of the draft. And And that's, Most likely is what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I think we all should be prepared to be ready for the Vikings not making a selection on Thursday night on April the twenty seventh, and and we won't. The the only good thing about that is we won't get to see Roger Goodell announce our pick. (laughs) I didn't think of that, but but you're right. But, uh, but yeah, it it does uh, – when you're waiting all – and in particular for a team like the Vikings who are in the back half of the first round and you're waiting all night for them to make their pick and then when it gets to 23 and we don't make the pick, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a – it's a bit of a – it deflates the, uh, the uh, joy and the excitement that we've been having. And that even kind of happened last year when we were picking at 14 and then like – What we got to wait until the thirty-second pick to find out who the Vikings are going to get, you know. So, but anyway, um, Mm -hmm. Yogi, I I agree with you. If Branch
0: Branch fell to twenty-three, I'd run to the podium. Um, Mm. because I think he could be our next nickel. But we shall see. It's it's going to be fun. We both agree. We think they're going to be trading down to get some more picks, unless. They like some quarterback, and they think moving up is going to get it. Ryan, you love Roger Goodell. Well, you're you and maybe his mother. Um, oh yeah, I think we'll
1: Davey's see. saying he's hoping it could be worse that Ed Marinero could be up there uh, announcing <laughs> our pick
0: again. So that that is also true. That is also true. We got to remember they're working towards the goal of championships. So it's going to be interesting to see their philosophy this year. Last year they're a little hamstrung by the wheel, so I don't think they're going to be as much this year. But that brings us to theme 2. When did the 2023 draft actually start? <laughs>
1: Well, uh, we give it away with our, our photo, our graphic there, Dave. But
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: but we, we just we've talked we just talked about it. we talked a million times, I think, over the past couple of months about how oh, the Vikings only have five draft picks and we don't like it. Uh, we're a bit worried about that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, it certainly does pain me as it pains you, Dave, to, that those five picks are – that's what we've mm-hmm. got now uh, when we're used to having 10 or 11 this time of the year and usually quite a few of them in the early rounds as well. Um, but maybe as a, a bit of a solve on my wound and, and other wounds is that uh, when, when the Vikings, when it's all said and done on, on the 29th, that Saturday, the 29th, and we've made all our picks, whether it's five or six or seven or eight or however many it ends up being at Kweisi Mensa Mensah makes. Uh, when you're looking at all those new rookies that the Vikings picked and dreaming about how they're going to turn us into a Super Bowl contenders. You need to add one name to that draft list, and that one name is T.J. Hawkinson. Um, because we, tr- the reason we don't have a second rounder this year is because we traded that and a third rounder next year to get Hawkinson, and that's and in ten games T.J. Hawkinson caught seven, sixty passes, five hundred nineteen yards, and three TDs during those 10 games with the Vikings uh, that's pretty pretty good production from a tight end uh, particularly from a Vikings tight end and I think it's important I, I wanted to to highlight TJ Hogginson and that trade and because I consider him a 2023 draft pick because we used our, our draft one of our draft picks in this draft and next draft to get him and you know here's a situation where that's a pretty smart thing to do I think mm-hmm. if you look at at that production I just talked about, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, he, he 60 catches, the 500 some yards. Uh, he, as soon as upon immediately arriving in Minnesota, Dave, he gave the Vikings a credible and consistent pass catching threat at the tight end position, which Irv Smith Jr. was unable to give us his four years with the team. Uh, mind you, he was stuck behind Rudy, Rudy old Kyle Rudolph a couple of those years, but still. Uh, C.J. Hawkinson gave us something in 2022 that we did not have. And if you look at uh, the typical – and he could, that production is much better than you typically get from any second-rounder you would pick <laughs> um, in, in, a, in a year. If you look at the Vikings' second-round picks last year, Andrew Booth Jr. and Ed Ingram, well, Andrew Booth Jr., when he played, he didn't play very well, but it was very little, and he was injured the whole year. And Ed Ingram, although we expect him to be much better this year, Ed Ingram, by all measures, was one of the worst starting right guards in the NFL last year. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that's that's what you got out of your second round. But he was starter. He was a starter. He was,
1: and he was a starter better than
0: all those non starters. But, but yes, he was not not
1: not a good starter. T.J. Hawkinson was a very good starter for us. Oh and yes. Uh, you know for, for and there for you to get that uh, he was your second rounder i think mm-hmm. <laughs> this year you can consider him a second round pick i think for the vikings this year and uh, the the best thing about him is that uh, when you trade when you traded for tj hawkinson there was no real doubt about could he play at an nfl level Yes, he'd already proven that for three years. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no concern about like how long is it going to take him to adjust to the speed of the game? Uh, Will he be able to start right away? Uh, How will he do when he starts? That was all pretty well known when the Vikings Mm -hmm. traded for him, unlike... What you'd you you didn't have to worry about whether he'd come in and be an NFL starter and a good NFL player. Uh, you didn't have to wait for an adjustment period to the, playing in the NFL. All of these things that you would typically have to worry about and wonder about if you picked a second rounder that well, was gone.
0: We talked about TJ Herb Smith. You know, yeah. we kept waiting for Herb Smith to we develop did. and to develop and to develop and to develop, and through injuries and other things, he never did. And and he's gone. Um but with Hawkinson, we knew what we we're getting, and he took a step from there. I like think Kirk Cousins loved having him in the lineup and as has that safety blanket. You sure did. And even the
1: better part of it is that, uh, he still, he'll turn 26 in July. Uh, so he's still very young. He has still, uh, got lots of great football ahead of him, I think. Uh, and again, you got that for second rounder and a third rounder. There's you traded for a bonafide NFL player. You traded draft picks that may or may not turn out for pretty much a, sh- a sure thing. So to me, uh again, when we we assess the 2023 draft, I think we have to look at the trade that Kwesi Adolfa made last year to get Hawkinson. And again, I consider T.J. Hawkinson one of our draft picks this year. Mm-hmm. And and he's a hell of a draft pick if you look at what he did with the Vikings last year and what I think he's going to do in 2023. He's going to have a bigger impact in 2023 than I think any second rounder we would have drafted in that position. So add, just add TJ Hawkinson to our draft hall in 2023. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, in some ways that, uh, that'll help, I think, make the draft. If, if it turns out that we only get like six draft picks instead of five, you know, only add one, I think that we'll end up getting a couple more. I think we'll be in the seven and eight range, but, but whatever we get, you know, tack TJ Hawkinson onto that because, uh, And Mm -hmm. be happy, be happy about it because he is a. In the short time that he's been a Viking, he's been a very highly productive player, and
0: I don't see any reason where that won't be the case in 2023 either. I agree with you wholeheartedly. He has been good. I think he continues to improve. We've always said the old joke that you draft a tight end for your next team. He's on his next team, and he's doing outstanding at that. Uh, Drew had asked over on our Facebook group who's going to be the wide receiver too? And I answered TJ Hawkinson. He is right now. And until supplanted by somebody else, he will remain the wide receiver two for the Minnesota Vikings. It's he's that competent. He's that good. He's, is he the absolute best tight end in the league? No. Is he in the top five? Oh yes. Oh yes, he is. So, um, and he's and we, still young and doing nothing but improving, so I look forward to seeing him this season. Now, I didn't think. think what? Well, go ahead. No, just
1: uh, I, though I think the one area where TJ Hawkinson, where we hope to see a bit more of a, a growth and improvement, and uh, is that his his yards per catch were a bit low last year. Um, he, he caught a high volume of passes, but didn't generate a ton of yardage with that, which isn't. Uh, unusual for a tight end but would like to see him in 2023 show be a bit more explosive and get some more explosive gains downfield uh because uh, and get that yard per catch average uh well over the 10 yard um mm-hmm. 10 yard yard average because mm-hmm. he was he was below that last year and uh and and i think he's quite capable of doing that mm-hmm. i agree with you wholeheartedly and, and if he, and being as he's is our number two wide receiver. We're going to need him to get bigger chunk plays too for the offense to really hum like we'd want it to hum.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, we're we're still talking about the drafts. This was a pick, right? Our first pick of the season or of 2023 was TJ Hawkinson last year, and we traded away those picks for him. I think it's probably the best so far. We are on top of winning the draft at this point. (laughs) Hey, Dan, because we did him. Now there's other things we talked about ways of getting picks. And this is trading players we currently have. The one we have right there is Dalvin Cook. Do you expect Dalvin Cook to be traded at draft time to get draft picks? To add to that five.
1: I do expect him to get traded I don't know uh and I think this I don't know if it's exactly a leak but the reports coming out about how the surgery went well the past week and like he's better than ever I think Tom Pellicero had a tweet Mm -hmm. about that uh, earlier in the week like uh, somebody let that through so um, potentially to beef up Uh, Dalvin Cook's trade uh, value because clearly, if the surgery didn't go well and he was still having problems with the shoulders, that's uh, nobody's going to really be interested in trading for him at his, particularly at his salary right now, uh, his salary cap hit. But I think that I do expect him to get traded um, between now and the draft. What we get for him, like, I, I read one story uh, several weeks ago where I was saying where the Vikings could get this was before free agency started, the Vikings oh. could get like a Christian McCaffrey Hall for Dalvin Cook. Well, okay. I think that's that's not, that was nonsense then. And it's even more nonsense now because, uh, just because of, you know, Cook's age, his salary cap pit, and the way he played last year. If you look uh-huh. at, again, like, some of the advanced metrics, he was one. He was not. Uh, he did not fare very well. A lot of the negative runs was that all his fault? Was that the offensive line fault? I think it was a bit of both. But, but uh, I, I don't think that you're going to get a whole lot for Dalvin Cook. You're, I don't think you're going to get a any. You're not certainly not getting. A, I don't think you'll even get a day two pick for for Dalvin Cook. But if you got because a couple of day salary. threes, yeah. But a, but if you got a couple of day threes, um, based on the how teens value NFL running backs these days, and how and the kind of uh, haul you're getting for running backs these days. I think that that would be the most we could expect, and and I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, that's Dalvin. Yeah. Daniil Hunter has hit the um, the rumor mill. There, I have him there. Not exactly the one I wanted, but that works. Daniil Hunter had hit the rumor mill as a possible trade item. What do you think of the Vikings possibly trading Daniil? I, uh, well, we talked about this a month and a half
1: ago, or, or I was talking about where if if the, the best trade chip the Vikings had, well, I thought was Daniil Hunter, but uh, you kind of – you kind of showed me a bit about um, like the, the, the a lot of the cons to mm-hmm. to trading training hunter which a lot of it was about salary cap which was that we <laughs> we wouldn't uh, you know he'd be on our books he'd be traded. expensive mm-hmm. yeah so I think that for that reason alone it doesn't make a lot of sense and I don't think he's gonna get traded unless the the Vikings got they were somebody blew the doors off of for like really knocked quees do mensa socks off with the offer uh, but I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's going. And uh, and I think that, you know, as long as you can get the contract situation sorted out with Hunter, because he's underpaid for a top edge rusher right now, um, he's still got this year, and maybe two or three more good years for you playing at a high level. And uh, that's a lot more than you could say for a lot of players in the league. So I think that you need to
0: keep him. Well, you know? and, and Ryan's mentioning here that his contract is – tricky, because he's not going to play for his current contract where he's only making $5 million this year, and yeah. that's that's the sticking point. Now, he is above that age range that Kwesi likes, that 26, 27-year-old. He's 29. Like I've said before, defensive ends usually last into their young 30s. They're still very productive. Uh, will he be? We don't know. Will they keep him? We don't know. It will cost the Vikings quite a bit. Part of the trade will probably be negotiating who pays some of that. As of right now, it'd be the Vikings. They may want to pump that off, but he is probably the biggest fish in the barrel for trade if the Vikings are looking to go up, and it's going to be interesting to see if they do the last one that we've talked about before is Zadarius Smith will they trade Zadarius Smith for draft picks
1: um, i think that they uh, they will that uh, that he's going to be another one that's 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 going i think that uh, yeah unless they trade Hunter, of course, but I think Smith is, is the more likely one, how much you're going to get from him again. I don't know because of his age uh, injuries have slowed him down a bit the past couple of years. Um, but, uh, and if you trade for him, you're, you're going to have to based on his social media activity uh, a month ago, you're, you're going to also have to renegotiate his contract. I don't know uh, how teen, how keen teams will be on that, but um uh, He's somebody that uh, I think the Vikings are, are going to trade, and the fact that they signed Marcus Davenport uh, gives you know gives them insurance that yeah. they've got somebody to step into his starting role if they do trade him and they keep Hunter. Then you have they, they
0: aren't exactly identical, but yes, yeah. Yeah. they've got an edge rusher that can uh, step in. So it's it, those are the the folks I see as possible trade to get extra picks. Um, who knows? Kirk Cousins may be one if they trade, you know, San Francisco and all that, blah, blah, blah. You've heard it all week. Who knows what happens there? It's going to be interesting to watch. And it's going to be fun because the coverage across the board, across the Vikings sphere. I know Ted and Drew are doing their live thing. I look forward to seeing that and hopefully hopping on with them. Uh, we will not be live the whole time, but we will be reporting and hopping on as well. It's going to be a fun three days to see how your Minnesota Vikings do on this. Well, that ends theme two and brings us to theme three. What? <laughs> Catch Theme 3. Theme 3 will be podcast only. It'll come out Monday morning for your drive to work, and it's going to be the last of our segments of the State of the Vikings, and we're going to be looking at the special teams. And believe it or not, we've got quite a bit to talk about, Darren and I, on the special teams, and can coach Matt Daniels, take them up and make them better than they were last year. There was times last year they were outstanding, and then there was times that they weren't. And then, you know, we had the whole Greg Joseph and his consistency issue. But to find out what we say, you're going to have to subscribe to the Vikings First and Skull Podcast Network, um, if you want to call it that. You can find it on any of your favorite aggregators podcast aggregators it will be a podcast only show and it will be on monday morning it'll be up and ready for you as you drive to work as you're taking in that first cup of coffee right whatever you'd like you can consume it then but it'll be monday and so that was the teaser we need to see why we're doing this folks is we need to up our subscription to our podcasts. It's how Darren and I get our beer money. And we've been (laughs) parched, and we need a little bit more beer money. But we need to get it up. We need to grow. Since we are new as Vikings versed in Skull, we need to rebuild our base back up. And we'd appreciate you doing that. And so we're going to offer some podcast-only episodes. And this will happen through the week, too. Don't uh, knock Tyler out of this, either. Tyler... We'll be doing his normal real 4 show live here on Monday. We'll do a live show on Wednesday. But most everything, unless it's serious breaking news and the world's coming to the end or the Vikings just traded Kirk Cousins, we will be doing podcast only. So we need to bring that up. We appreciate you subscribing to Vikings First and Skull on whatever podcast aggregator you use iTunes, Google. Uh, pod uh, chat or whatever it is. All the different ones that are out there, we're out there. If you can't find it, send me a message and I will guarantee we'll get it on whatever one you use. So we can have you listen to it. Um, (laughs) G Mac ain't touching no alligator. Uh, (laughs) That's funny. Now I want to know if anybody can tell me what this symbol is right here. Whose logo is this? If you could tell me in the deal, I'll do a commission art piece for you. It ain't gonna
1: be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I, I have no idea what it is
0: but and have you got any last things to say there Darren? Um, I think uh,
1: you talked a bit about the trade uh, candidates Dave and I think that's really going to be the the remaining intrigue a lot of it for me uh, in the next few weeks, because people talking about who the Vikings are going to draft and are they going to trade up or trade down? Um, I, I like reading about it and I like hearing people's thoughts on it, but I don't think anybody really knows what the fuck that the Vikings are going to do really. <laughs> you know, um, uh, And I don't think anybody outside of the Vikings room really has, a has, a has any idea who they are really honing in on. Uh, but the trade stuff, that's something that, uh, they gotta start i think they got to start doing some of that work uh, in the next couple of weeks to get those extra picks and and have a know what they've got as far as draft capital going into the draft um, so maybe we will see i'm hoping or not hoping but it'll be interesting to see if at least one of those trades is made here in the next couple of weeks and giving the little vikings a little bit of a couple of some more draft picks heading into the draft, which I think would also help Kwesi Adolfa uh, uh, further refine his draft strategy going into April 27th and the 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if you know you got seven picks and they're in round, you know, you got those extra two picks were in round four and round five or round five and round six, I think that'll help him even more refine his strategy and, and how he's going to attack the draft than
0: if he just stays, just has the five that he currently has. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, We've had a bunch of good guesses so far. Nobody's got it right. Oh, my God. My worthless opinion. You've got to be a member. (laughs) Uh, Contact me. Send me a message via Twitter or wherever and tell me what piece of artwork you would like created. You are 100% correct. It is the symbol for the whiskey tribe. And uh, I'm impressed, my worthless opinion. My hat's off to you. Tip to you. Good job. Outstanding. That didn't take long. Uh, I know. And my worthless opinion hit it dead on. Uh, You rock there, buddy. I appreciate that. And like I said, shoot. Uh, shoot up, hit me up on Facebook or Twitter, and tell me who you'd like to see in uh, art. You know, something like that, and uh, I'll work on something for you. In what little time period I have, so that brings us to the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for watching us, and remember, download Vikings First and Skull podcasts, and then. On Monday morning, be ready to listen to Theme 3 as we get into State of the Vikings, the special teams. What do we say, Darren? We say Skull Vikings, baby. Thanks, everybody, for jumping on and listening and commenting. Yep. Skull Vikings! Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Darren and Dave, thank you for watching this episode of Two Old Bloggers. We look forward to seeing you on every show on the new Vikings First and Skull. You can find our podcast as part of the Fans First Sports Network. Sports takes for the fan, from the fan. Skull, everybody!